one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got some crazy stories and our first story of the day is by If UCK Bears to bury the hatch. When mother-in-law was young and growing up on a plantain farm, she had an uncle who was smitten for a neighbor girl. The uncle and girl had grown up together, had been the best of friends, and he wanted her like no other. She said all he had to do was ask, but the poor guy was so nervous. One day they both stroll into town together and the town bully sees her at the market. He compliments her unfavorably and demands he take her out, because the town knows he always gets his way. The uncle objects, to which the bully says he'll follow them home and harass her until she agrees, and spread lies about uncle. She tells the uncle some days later that she'll go with the bully to stop the harassment. He tells her his dreams and says his peace to her, and she agrees that they'll be together forever after this night. She goes that night and is never seen alive again. A week later, news comes out that parts of the missing girl are found in a local pig pen about the same time rumors of the bully being involved are circulating. Bully neither denies nor admits doing it. An investigation is opened, the bully seems to have numerous airtight alibis, is let go but closely watched. Uncle confronts the town bully about where she might be. Bully said he didn't know, but invites Uncle to a card game that coming weekend to bury the hatchet about all this, and Uncle agrees. The rest of the week, he hears rumors of the bully bragging that he was involved. He tells his family the news, and they were very saddened. His mother advises him against any revenge, but says that she would stand by any decision. He drives to the card game, wins a decent amount, and offers to take the bully out on the town, since Uncle had the money now. Bully gets wasted, starts passing out an uncle's car, and proceeds to talk incoherently about the girl's disappearance. He goes on about how she wanted to pet the pigs, but he said only if she kisses him, and she says when they get there. They get to the pig farm, she refuses and says she wants to go home, but he had other plans. He knocks her out, has his way with her, and feeds her to the pigs. Uncle is furious drives Bully to the closest pig farm and proceeds to use the hatchet that he always kept in his trunk to bludgeon and dismember said Bully and fed him to several hungry pens. Uncle drives as fast as he can to the family farm, where he tells his mother. She tells him to put his clothes in the burn barrel and she would meet him at the river right after she took the hatchet and buried it deep into a random plantain trunk. Then he got into bed with all the kids and pretended to sleep. That night, the police came knocking and asked to speak with Uncle, as he was last seen with the bully. They said the bully was found the same way the girl had been, knew of Uncle's affection, and wanted to know if he had been involved. His mother tells him that he came straight home right after the card game and said the community could vouch for him because he was part of the paranda. They left empty-handed but opened an investigation the following week. Uncle was questioned, the local community was questioned, but Uncle had numerous airtight alibis. So it turns out, 
even some guy in Larry's that Uncle never met. Considering people who have never even met Uncle were willing to vouch for them and try to give them an alibi, do you think that this bully deserved what happened to them? Especially with what the bully did to the neighbor girl? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from AccurateChain8581. I built a 15-foot wall to tell my neighbor that I was upset. This is not my story but my dad's, and he tends to get funny acts of revenge, so I'll be posting a lot from now on. A little about him, whenever someone upsets him, he never shouts and never gets angry, but gets crazy revenge. So on with the story. About 12 years ago, he bought a piece of land on the outskirts of a major city, and well he had plans, but at that time, not the funds, so it was just a piece of land. And six years after buying the land, some people bought the land next to it and built a house there. And where I live, it's currently not possible to get a water pipe directly to your house. So every evening a tractor came hooked with a tank to give you water to bathe and other stuff. So after the construction was done, a family moved in and started getting water from the tanker. And around that same time, my father planted two mango trees on our property. That evening when my father came to water the plants a bit, he noticed they were destroyed. So the next day he confronted the tractor driver to look out for the plants but the driver only laughed a bit and mumbled something. A few days later, he got more trees, and same as before, they were destroyed. And he again confronted the driver. Same thing happened, and he again got the plants, and the next day they were again destroyed. So after a fourth time of this, he was pissed. The next day, what he did was call a trench digger and made a four-foot deep trench around his property. And when the driver came with his tractor, he was baffled and was like, what do I do now? In the end, he had to go around the whole lane of the house, about one kilometer, as the behind area of the properties was currently where he came from to give them water. So after digging the trench, my dad started building the wall. First, the wall was a mere two feet, and the neighbors thought it would stop there, but no. The wall then grew to three feet, then five feet, then eight feet. They thought it would stop there, but nope. It went up to 11 feet, completely blocking their sunlight and wind. Then my father bought three dogs, two bullies and a Tibetan Mastiff, though he later bought two huskies who howl every single night, and then he planted some trees, which were a bit short, but growing. So in the end, my neighbors do not have access to sunlight, fresh air, or a good night's sleep just because they messed with my dad. I mean, I feel this is completely fair game. So to clarify, the neighbors were going to the tanker every single day and trampling over OP's father's plants. First of all, they were trespassing to get to the tanker, and not only were they trespassing, they were damaging property. So I think it's more than fair game for OP's father to build up their defenses to prevent being terrorized by their own neighbors. Also, I hope that the mango trees were able to grow after that point because mangoes are delicious, and I hope they were able to enjoy some. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like our next story from Hannibal von Manstein, High School Athletics versus Broken Blood Vessels. Here, dear readers, another Conte of my school years. I'm in the end of grade 10, and the wrestling season is drawing to a close. We set the scene at the city championships where the bronze medal qualifier is about to take place. Hannibal, myself, an entitled wrestler are fighting for the bronze medal of the 90 kilogram, 198 pounds weight class. Both are in grade 10. 
The winner will not only get the medal, but the chance to advance to the regional competition held in a few weeks. Being very evenly pitched as the same height, weight, and age, etc., I very slowly gained points on Entitled Wrestler. Then, within 30 seconds, Despair, Entitled Wrestler pulls a reversal on the ground. To spare the details, the score at the end was 7 for Hannibal and 4 for Entitled Wrestler. However, the incompetent referee was either a relative or an acquaintance. I never found out, but I suspect. Incompetent referee says I'm pinned after the bell is rung, giving Entitled Wrestler the win. Even though I was ahead on points, wasn't pinned, and the timer had clearly ran out. I am infuriated to the point of saying a profane word that rhymes with hockey puck, to which the incompetent referee tells me, no swearing on the mats, young man all the while enduring a self-righteous smile from both him and the entitled wrestler who stole my victory. Nearly all my self-control was needed not to punch incompetent referee full power in the throat. I am livid for days, as my wrestling season has just ended. I then take the anger and lift weights very seriously from the end of city championships, April, until just before grade 11 season, November. If you've never lifted weights in anger, I highly recommend it. There's nothing quite as soothing as the healing power of hatred. I pushed the extra reps out knowing next year I would embarrass him every time our schools would duel. But the gods were even more generous than that, and so our revenge begins. Grade 11 preseason tournament has now started. A pooled tournament where each weight class is split into groups of 5 or 6, and everyone wrestles everyone else. Those who win all the matches get a small medal. It's seen as a warm-up tournament to get used to the ensuing months of high competition. Entitled wrestlers in my pool. After the national anthem and the head referee welcoming and wishing good luck to all the competitors over the PA system, Entitled Wrestler approaches. He then says to me with the most arrogant smile he could muster, Hey, you go to high school name, don't you? Yeah, I remember you. I beat you at cities last year. The hubris was over the top as the same incompetent referee is running the mat we're on. With my loose-fitted shirt on, he can't tell I've been working out thinking about punishing him for the past seven months. I smile and say, yeah, close match, with the zen of knowing all that work will now pay off. Our names are called by the incompetent referee, I remove my shirt, and the difference is literally night and day. He looks exactly the same condition. He looks nervous. After the formality of shaking hands, the whistle blows. Due to the now excessive upper body strength difference, his defense crumbles and I've scored a one-point takedown. It was literally me grabbing both his shoulders and throwing him down. The move, although not an officially named move, was described by a close friend and teammate in the 68 kilogram class as, like a cop arresting a suspect, bro. This took all of eight seconds. I'm on his back thinking of a good way to pin him and the cradle comes to mind. I execute the cradle and he's been pinned in under 12 seconds. Hannibal wins, the incompetent referee does not give me the pin. He slowly counts to 5 then gives me another point for holding. His plan was to have entitled wrestler break my grip from the cradle, making me arm tired, thus allowing him to win via scoring back the 2 points he was now down. And aside to the cradle, it's a move where you grab around someone's knee and over their neck, holding the leg to the chest. This makes it near impossible to avoid being turned onto the back and exposes both shoulder blades for a pin. I have the cradle on Entitled Wrestler, and he's fighting for all he can. 
the incompetent referee is not going to give me the win. My mind switches gears once I mentally figure out the following. I hate this person, he stole my victory last year, and he's trying that even now. How much can I hurt him? I start squeezing harder and harder, like a boa or python. I squeeze harder when he breathes out so he can never refill his lungs to full capacity. The incompetent referee does nothing, waiting for me to exhaust myself. Entitled wrestler turns red, then blue. I'm suffocating him with all my might. My workouts had taken me to the low end of the strength spectrum for grown men, and he was still an average teenager. A fully legal move is still devastating to the body when done full power, with a massive strength difference for a long time. After a good 50 to 60 seconds of suffocating entitled wrestler into said pretzel formation, I look up at incompetent referee. I show no exertion as I smile at him. He sees that I'm enjoying hurting entitled wrestler as I squeeze even harder, jerking his head and neck visibly. He realizes his politics are no match for my conditioning and quickly ends the match with a pin victory for Hannibal. Aftermath, Entitled Wrestler has to be helped off the mats by his school's coach. I've squeezed him so hard and long that I've broken blood vessels in his eyes. He has to sit out the season for the medical. The head referee reprimands incompetent referee and kicks him out of the tournament. He later loses his license to referee matches, as he's allowed a kid under his watch to be so badly hurt due to gross incompetence. I continue with the tournament, ending with a 4-1 record, losing only to the kid who was about 6'5". With his reach advantage, he was able to keep me from grabbing around his waist. Yeah, I've gotta say, this incompetent referee clearly had a game plan, and honestly it works out well if you're refereeing a match that's actually fairly ranked, but in this free-for-all format where somebody like OP who can be like hulked out goes up against entitled wrestler who is not quite nearly as hulked out, you can't really count on entitled wrestler being able to hold their own long enough to like create a scenario where they could win. If you're out of match the way you are like OP was against entitled wrestler here in the second match, you're probably going to end up pinned in submission. And our final story of the day is by Mitchell Lady, a man murdered my step aunt. His body was never found. To start, this story is going to be a short story. This isn't my story, but my stepdad's. He didn't go into much detail, so I can't. He's gone nearly 20 years now, so I can't ask for any. This story occurs in the 1950s when he was a teenager in a small town in Michigan, USA. My stepdad had a younger sister, and one night, she went on her very first date ever with this guy she really liked from school. Dad said she was so excited and spent hours getting ready. She never came home. That night, she was assaulted and murdered. The date denied any wrongdoing, and the police didn't charge him, but he was the last person she was with, so everyone assumed they knew what happened. Some of my dad's friends decided to take matters into their own hands. He said he wasn't happy with them, and I believe him, but he knew the lake they dumped his body in. He told us that when he left to go to Nam in 59, there'd been a few attempts to drain the lake but none has succeeded. Dad was a Native American and said that he thought the spirits didn't want the man's body to be found. This is definitely one of those situations that you come to really appreciate the modern forensics. Nowadays, just being able to get DNA samples and testing, if you have a suspect in hand like that, you're going to be able to find some kind of evidence and you'll be able to directly test it against that suspect. In the 1950s, they just didn't have that kind of technology. 
and especially nowadays there's cameras just about everywhere. I mean a lot of crimes nowadays still go completely unsolved, but compared to like the 1950s it's not even close. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on the left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you guys next time for some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.